0: Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries.
1: Good morning. Thank you for joining us today on Casual Conversations. I'm Scott Wade, your host, and it's great to have you on. It's also great to have a friend of mine on, a special treat. Samuel McLam is on with us this morning. Good morning, Samuel. Good morning. Great to have you. A couple months ago, we had your dad on during Veterans Month, and he shared with us the Army values. And today, I uh, invited you to come on. Matter of fact, he recommended you. It's pretty good to get a recommendation from your dad, isn't it?
2: I hope so, yes, sir.
1: Before we get started on our topic for today, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
2: Well, um, I'm 20 years old, and I'm a junior at the Citadel, studying psychology with a minor in English. Um, I'm contracted with the Army. So upon my graduation from the Citadel, commissioned into the Army as a second lieutenant, um, I was born in Kansas, and I moved around a good bit while I was growing up because, like you said, my father was in the Army. So in my 12 years of primary schooling, I actually attended nine different schools, um, but that's not particularly unusual for kids that grew up with a parent in the military. I've attended church my whole life, but I didn't, I can't say I felt any particular pull myself until I began to do kind of my own thing when I entered high school, because right around high school age is, you know, kind of when your peers start asking questions about the religious institutions that their parents have been forcing them to go to since they're kids. And so I realized in high school that I didn't actually have any answers to a lot of the questions that they were asking. And so I went home and asked my dad, you know, the religious questions that I was being asked in high school. And he turned around and grabbed a book from his bookshelf of Christian apologetics and just handed that to me and said, just go ahead and read this. I was 13 or 14.
1: Wow. Well, I can, I can believe that out of your dad giving a book on Christian apologetics to his son, because he's a very intellectual kind of guy. I sat in his Sunday school class, I guess, full (laughs) disclosure here. I was your uh, pastor uh, your family's pastor at uh, Columbia First for about a year as an on an interim basis you were off the citadel most of the of the sundays that i was there but we did get acquainted there and so yeah i'm familiar with your dad i sat in his sunday school class several times and he is he is very much a knowledgeable man him handing you a book on christian apologetics makes perfect sense to me
2: yeah, when I say that story to a lot of people, it confuses them, but people that know my dad know that it makes complete sense. I still have the book of apologetics up on my bookshelf, um, and I crack it open every once in a while, but but um, that was kind of the beginning of my own journey, I guess, so to speak, Um, because before that, like most kids growing up, it was kind of just something that you did on Sunday, not that you didn't believe in it, it was just you didn't have your own kind of personal connection to it. And so I'd have to say without the help and and obviously wisdom of my father, um, as well as several other pastors and spiritual leaders in my life, I don't think I'd be the person I am today without them. Um, And and really what pulls me most in that journey is kind of discovering what it really means to be what God calls you to be. Um, And, you know, for me specifically, that pertains to, you know, what does God say about what it means to be a man and what it means to be try and be a leader and and that kind of thing. I often find that most of the time in my life that I feel compelled to do something that I absolutely don't want to do. It's usually because that's where I need to be. Um, and so tying that into the Citadel, you know, despite the challenges of the Citadel, given its hardships and burdens, I find my duty to be there and to continue to grow in character and, and humble myself and grow as a leader.
1: So, um, as a as a young man, you were or as a young teen, you were handed a book on apologetics, and then as a young man, graduating from high school, you went to Citadel, and uh, both of those events changed your life. And uh, when you when let's uh, focus in for a minute on the Citadel, uh, how did life change for you when you entered that? I said were you eighteen years old?
2: Yeah, I had been okay. eighteen for a couple of months, but it was this was during the COVID year. So I had pretty much been at home for six months. Um, and so showing up at the Citadel after practically doing nothing for six months was quite the transition. Um, Cause you pretty much lose all of your individuality immediately upon entering for your freshman year. Um, your head shaved um, within the first few hours that you're there um, and you'll refer to yourself in the third person for the next nine months. You can't speak, walk or act freely. And you pretty much have no freedom in almost any regard. Um, you get yelled at, you get bullied, you get disregarded um, and shamed for pretty much any and all mistakes you make and and the ones that you don't make. And for nine months, that's pretty much just your life. Um, and you'll spend a lot of late nights staying up to shine your shoes and brass and starch and iron your uniforms. And, and also, on top of all that, complete the college load of academics that's also placed on top of you. And a lot of people quit or are kicked out because it's a pretty miserable experience. Um, But despite the uh, brutish and horrible nature, uh, the fourth class system does actually produce people who can handle an immense amount of stress and still be able to perform under those conditions. I've had this conversation with my father. We both agree that quite literally the only reason that the fourth class system exists is because it works because if it didn't work then there'd be no justification for how horrible it is but because of the fact that it it produces people that can handle a lot of stress that's the only reason that it exists
1: well describe that to us a little bit what is the fourth class system
2: so the reason it's called the fourth class system is because at a military academy specifically the citadel um you're a member of the fourth class as a freshman so the seniors are members of the first class junior second sophomores third um so you're referred to as a knob and the reason you're called a knob is because when your head is shaved and you're walking around with a bald head it kind of shines like a doorknob and so that's where that nickname came from and pretty much the fourth class system just is defined by everything that I just talked about so all the things that go along with being a member of the fourth class like you know doing a bunch of sweep details and waking up early and And you have to, there's literally like a painted line in the hallway where you're only allowed to walk on that side of the line. And there's like a foot worth of space for you to walk in and you refer to yourself in the third person and you start and end every single sentence with sir or ma'am. And so all of those fall under the umbrella of the fourth class system.
1: So you you Uh, go through that for
2: duties and extra nine months.
1: Yeah. Nine months. Wow. Wow. Well, so that that changes you a lot, but I know you've been uh, you've been in the Citadel for uh, two and a half years now. You're um, on your break uh, between, at least when we're recording this, on your break between your uh, fall semester and your spring semester. So you're getting ready as your junior, right? Your junior? Yes, okay. And um, you're getting ready to start that uh, after two and a half years, start your last semester of your junior year. So uh, So you've had other experiences as well how has being at the citadel changed you
2: well before i went to the citadel i wasn't particularly assertive at all um and i couldn't handle pressure well and i pretty much had little to no confidence in my own ability and so the citadel has solved a lot of these problems and continues to grow me in these regards uh, while also growing me in others um but don't assume that any of these didn't come with a cost because in order to grow at the Citadel, uh, it's usually in a pretty ugly way. So if you're not assertive, you're just going to get bullied and pushed around pretty ruthlessly until you find it within yourself to stand up. And if you can't handle pressure, you're going to keep getting thrown into the fire until you don't get burned. And if you have no confidence, you'll probably just fail entirely until hopefully you don't. Um, but additionally, it, it changed my perspective on what it actually means to be a leader. Um, because leading is rarely fun. Uh, it's rarely materially rewarding. And you often get little to no recognition if you're actually doing the right thing. And you'll be held to standards. Other people care little to meet. And you'll almost certainly be hated by at least a few. Um, so the leading business is not like it is in the movies because leaders are generally forced to make pretty impossible decisions, and then held wholly responsible for the consequences of whatever decision they make. Um, so if the reasons for wanting to lead are anything revolving around material gain or popularity or status, uh, then, then that will come to the surface a lot faster than most people think it will. Um, and I often, I have to constantly ask myself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Am I doing the right thing? Um, if I'm not, why did I make the decision that I made? Um, And I often find that I make too quick of decisions from my own material gain or gain in status. and it's 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 a ruthless and unforgiving position to be in, and it requires the absolute most you can give and then and then requires more. Um, but I do think uh, is I think this is often what God calls us to in our own lives, regardless of whether we're in a leadership position or not. Um, you want and need to be the person people can depend on. Uh, someone who can, shoulder the heavy load and then look around and find the person who needs some of their weight taken off their back as well. Um, And and God requires a lot from us, you know, practically an impossible task of trying to be like Jesus. Um, But the standard never changes. And God's grace carries us through our hardships. Um, But the hardships themselves are, I think, what God wants us to accept and press forward through with, with, you know, pure joy. Um, But above all else, it simply opened my eyes to being the kind of person who looks around and finds the things that need to be done. But or I often find myself failing in this regard, but previous to the Citadel, I frankly wouldn't have even noticed. And now after being a part of a team um, of an organization, it completely changes your view on the role on your role in things. Uh, because if your mindset as a leader isn't what do I need to do for the betterment of the organization, then it's very likely you're already heading down the wrong road. <laughs>
1: So you learn how to be assertive, you learn that leadership is, um, is is not a cakewalk, and you learn to put the organization ahead of your own needs. So uh, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break, and, and when we come back, I want you to talk to us a little bit about how faith, your faith, and the Citadel, how those interact. So let's take a quick break.
0: Are you living with momentum or are you just drifting through life? Our desire at Momentum Ministries is to help you live each day with spiritual momentum. Pastor Scott is a registered evangelist in the Church of the Nazarene and wants to help churches and individuals experience revival, to regain spiritual momentum. He already has a few revival meetings scheduled and would like to schedule more, but he needs your help. Would you partner with Pastor Scott in this ministry of evangelism? You can do this in a few ways. First, you can pray for this ministry. You can also share the news with those who might wish to call Pastor Scott for a revival meeting. Finally, you can give financially to enable Pastor Scott to go places that otherwise could not afford to have a revival. You can do that on our website, MomentumMinistries.org. Now, let's get back to today's podcast.
1: Well, welcome back and thank you, Momentum Ministries. and. uh, want to thank Samuel McLean for being on with us today. And and, uh, Samuel, we were going to talk about um, how your Christian faith interacts with being a student at the Citadel. So tell us a little bit about how faith and school mix.
2: Well, it may seem kind of counterintuitive, but uh, I actually found my faith to make significantly more sense in a place like the Citadel, given how kind of brutish it is. Um, Because in an environment where the two main purposes are, one, to get a degree and two, to learn how to be a leader, usually a military leader, um, there can be some pretty serious consequences to your actions if you actually intend to go into the military upon graduation. It's, it's not really a game that people are playing. There's a possibility that people I consider my own classmates right now might be leading men and women in combat within a shorter time frame than I'd really feel comfortable considering. Right. Um, But with that kind of context and the things that we do, it can really be overwhelming. While at the same time giving a sense of purpose, I don't think I could find in other places. Um, Because in a place like that, I can really get what the Bible's talking about when it talks about hardship and leadership and perseverance and pain. Um, And of course, I'm not being persecuted or crucified, but I do get the sensation of just being completely drained and wondering if this is kind of all the world has to offer. Uh, But books like Ecclesiastes and Job have, you know, weirdly enough, been comforting in extreme moments like that. Um, The simple message of fear God and keep his commandments makes the most sense to me in the face of suffering. Um, And I often find that we bog the Christian message down a little too much because it's not if God makes you uncomfortable or puts you in positions where you may experience suffering or hardship. It's when. Um, And if this hardship isn't accepted and if you don't take upon the responsibility of meaning and suffering and being forthright um, and with full force, uh, then the alternative is is pretty much hell. Um, And so I, you know, I often have a verse from Philippians in my mind um, from chapter three leaving what is behind and striving towards what's ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus.
1: Amen. So leaving what is behind, and pressing toward what is ahead gets you through um, the uh, fourth class. It did indeed. Yes, sir. <laughs> gets you through all the leadership challenges and the having to humble yourself, but also it gives you a goal, doesn't it? You're looking ahead and so why don't you, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what your plans are post Citadel?
2: Uh, well, like I said, I'll be uh, commissioned in the army uh, upon my graduation. And then at that point, the army will send me wherever they feel the need to send me. And then we'll see where God and life carries me from there. That
1: reminds me of that passage in John where um, where jesus is talking to peter he says um when you get older you're going to be led places you don't necessarily want to go it's not in your plan so you're telling me the army's kind of like that when they're going to take you or send you where they want you to go that's humbling in itself isn't it
2: yeah sure very much so
1: so you're beginning a journey of uh, sacrifice and humility obedience hopefully not too much suffering i wouldn't wish that on anybody but um as a young man listening to you today, I recognize that, or I feel like you recognize that that might be part of of what's ahead of you. So, so thank you very much. I appreciate I appreciate who you are as a young man in Christ, and I appreciate your preparation to defend our nation and to serve in the United States Army. Well, before we go today, I'd like to to say a prayer for you and to others who, like you, are preparing for a future service. Let's pray. Father in heaven, from my heart, I thank you for Samuel. I thank you that at an early age, as a young teenager, he was handed a book of Christian apologetics. He was given an example by a godly father and mother, and the faith that was once delivered to the saints was delivered to him, and he grasped that, and he has been holding on to Jesus ever since. And Lord, that you have sustained him through that fourth class system and the rest of what he's experienced at the Citadel. And our confidence is that you will sustain him through the remainder of it and as he goes to serve. So bless him, keep him, strengthen him, we pray, protect him, and use him for your glory. And what we pray for him, we pray for others like him who are preparing for lives of service. God, we want to be used of you. And we want to go where you want us to go, whether it's the U.S. military or they're serving you in a secular job at school, whatever it is. Help us, oh God, to have the same spirit that Samuel's been talking about today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, young man. I certainly appreciate you coming on with us. And uh, God bless you as you uh, return to the Citadel for that uh, second semester of your junior year. And again, thank you for being on and thank you for your willingness to serve.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you.
1: That's it for today's casual conversation. We appreciate that uh, you have joined us today. Pray that you have a great day and God bless you.
0: Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at momentumministries.org that's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle dot O-R-G. God bless you and have a great day.